Good morning. Good morning, and welcome to convocation number two of this school year. It's good to see you all here. My name is Becky Horst, and one of the hats that I wear in this institution is to organize convocations for you. And this morning's convocation was suggested by a student who graduated last spring. Any of you can feel free to suggest a convocation. I'm going to read a, her letter of introduction. She's not here because she graduated, and she's actually off celebrating her birthday somewhere. The person who wrote this letter is Annalisa Harder. Many of you know her. She was one of the tallest people on campus. Dear Goshen College students, faculty, and staff, hi. I graduated last year and found a great internship at Mary Lee. They have baby turkeys. This, this summer, I came to the ROT for lunch with the Mary Lee Public group Program, a tour of local farms. I was a van driver for the group. What a surprise. Suddenly, the ROT looked very different to me. The farm tour was visiting GC because of Bob Rombach's efforts to buy local produce. And we were there to learn from Bob about how he works with ABI Fresh to develop a more sustainable food program. There I was, sitting in the dining hall, where I'd eaten meals for four years, and I was completely flabbergasted. I thought to myself, if I had known all this about ABI Fresh when I was a student, I wouldn't have been so upset about not getting this or that to eat. That's probably not quite true. I still might have written comments about little things on the comment cards, but now I know that ABI Fresh is something I support. I emailed Becky Horst, that's me, and asked her if there could be a convocation with Bob and ABI Fresh. We need to know where our food is coming from, and we need to take ownership of that knowledge and pass it on. So sit back, listen up, learn, and then go make a great food invention with the incredible food at the rot. Peace, Annalisa. I'm very glad to introduce Bob Rombach to you. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great introduction. I, I hope I live up to it. Um, Annalisa and I have a history. I never did a darn thing for her that she asked me. For uh, the two years that uh, we've been uh, here at Goshen, uh, since 2009, Annalise was a, a student here, and she was a, a, as you know, she's graduated. And every couple of months, Annalise would come to me with a request about meal plan or something we could do for a meal plan. A couple of times, she came to me after ad drop day, and I just there was. I just could never do what she wanted me to do. And so when you consider the fact that she spoke so highly of us, I really guess I have to feed her for the rest of her life to make up for it. Um, anyway, I, I really want to say thank you very much for, uh, to Becky uh, for inviting me here and uh, for Annalise's wonderful, kind words. Um, I'm glad to say that I think that they're accurate. Uh, I'm glad to say that I think they're accurate because I have a wonderful staff and I represent a company that I'm truly proud to represent. I've been a, uh, a professional chef uh, and a certified executive chef for nearly 35 years. I've operated uh, hotels and fine dining establishments. I've owned my own restaurant. And I can tell you that um, I am working in the job that I was born to work in I am working in the job that I love, and I am working in the job that I feel very passionate about because my company has put me in a place where all the tools that I have 
learned and that have been given to me and I've been blessed with um, are now being able to be put to use. I'm not constantly stopped by things that uh, I don't have a budget for. I'm not constantly being stopped by um, a corporate decision that keeps me from doing what I perceive and what I'm instructed to do is the right thing and what I know will benefit others and benefit the future. That is a tremendous gift in this day and age, a tremendous gift, and uh, I really want to live up to it, and I am proud to say, I'm thrilled to say that my staff lives up to it every day. A um, little bit about ABI. Uh, we were started back in the 60s. We're a family-owned co uh, corporation by a Greek family called, uh, named the Piaboluses in Warren, Ohio. Um, that is still our, uh, our uh, base of operations. Uh, the company was started by John Piavolis. He was a uh, bar owner and restaurant owner in Warren, Ohio. And John didn't like being a bar owner very much, but he did what he did to support his family. And he had regular customers. And these are the days before cell phones, except uh, for ones with cans and strings between them. And John would have regular customers. And one of the regular customers he had was a guy that would come in at about 11 o'clock every morning and stay until 7 or 8 o'clock at night and he would drink and he would eat and he would take phone calls on John's phone. And the phone calls would be from his wife who was looking for him or his customers. And uh, one day John kind of got fed up with being this guy's secretary and he said, listen, I can't do anything about your personal life but you obviously don't care very much about your business so why don't you sell it to me? And the guy did. It was a small vending operation. Uh, uh, pop machines and cigarette machines and um, snacks, uh, snack machines at places like Goodyear and uh, um, Swan LTD and such in the Cleveland area. And it grew. John's family is old style Greek and when you show up at a door you always bring something for somebody to try. And John would visit his, get his uh, customers at the end of a long day at the bar and restaurant and he'd you know, bring Dolmades or Spanakopita or some Greek pastries with him. And his customers started asking him, John, why can't you put this stuff in your machines? Well, John thought about it and he decided to take a gamble. And within five years, he closed the restaurant, stopped serving alcohol altogether, and uh, he started vending only food. That became the linchpin of, of our company. And for over two decades, that was all that we did. And uh, several years ago, we started branching out into education and to health uh, operations and such. And here we are now. Uh, we're small. We're happy to be small. Uh, we're growing constantly. Uh, we keep knocking on the knees of the, of the big guys like Sodexo, who was here before, and um, Aramark and such. And we do it with a very specific mindset. We want to go back to the basics, and the basics are where you grow your food from, where that food comes from, how you handle it, and how you treat it with the same respect that you treat other human beings. And that's the way that you win customers, that's the way that you win hearts, and that's the way that you win a change in the world. And I think we can all agree that there are huge changes that need to be made, and many of those changes need to re-simplify things and to make things more appealing and more invested by human beings with one another. And that's what we're dedicated to. Um, AVI here at Goshen College occupies two buildings. We have West Lawn Dining Hall, of course, 
and forgive me, some of you know me and some of you know all of this, but some, many of you are brand new and I want to make sure that I don't leave anything out or leave any stone unturned. Um, AVI operates in the dining hall with your meal plans and with munch money and also cash off the street customers, which we are happy to, to serve as well. And we operate seven days a week there. Um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner on the weekdays, and uh, continental breakfast, uh, brunch, and dinner on the weekends. This is a very brief, um, I did this There we go, that wasn't so hard. These are hours of operation in the uh, dining hall. I'll get to the leaf raker in a few moments, which is our retail operation. We open up for breakfast from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. At 9.30, we stop serving hot breakfast, but we are at that process of setting up the soup salad bar deli, and we always serve Continental during that time. Continental is um, your own baked uh, Belgian waffles and a hot cereal, cold cereals, beverages, pastries, fresh fruit, yogurt, etc. We serve that for an hour until we close at 10.30 for a half an hour period to reset the dining room for your lunch. And we serve lunch from 11 to 1.15. At 1.15, we stop serving the hot lunch and the different stations are broken down. But the soup, salad, deli bar, that stays open now until 2.30. That's to accommodate some of you that have conflicts and schedules that don't allow you to get in for the full lunch. There are other conflicts that we address as well and uh, we try to take care of and I'll get to that shortly. We close then at 2.30 p.m. and we clean the place up and turn it back over for dinner from 5 to 7. On Fridays, we're, we close at 6.30 and on the weekends, we're only open for an hour for dinner and an hour for brunch, Continental for four hours to give you a chance to wake up slowly and enjoy your Saturday and Sunday. That's today's menu. We have always two soups. One will always be a vegetarian or a vegan. Uh, we have our homestyle entrees. We have a braised chicken with a cranberry glaze and fresh cranberries. We have uh, whipped mashed potatoes, uh, steamed peas. Those potatoes are a real potato. They look like this, and they're brown, and they come out of the ground. And we peel them, and we mash them by hand, fresh. The chicken comes into us, whole chickens. They're an animal, a, a poultry, a bird. And we break that bird apart, sorry, ladies who are vegetarian, and we hand cut that and hand butcher it, all right? We do not buy frozen pieces of poultry. We do not buy um, bags with what they call potato pearls, which are not a pearl, and they're barely a potato. Um, we, uh, we also have a vegetarian entree every day for lunch and dinner. Today are vegetable popovers in Linzer pastry. They are real vegetables inside them that are hand cut and then they're roasted and then they're folded into a flaky buttery pastry and then baked in, in individual little popovers. Um, for pizza, we have our four cheese pizza, which is made on our own dough. 50% of our dough is whole wheat and all of our dough is whole grain. We make the dough, we scale the dough, we toss the dough. I really like tossing the dough. And then we dock the dough on the pans. We brush it with real olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, and fresh herbs from the chef's garden. 
and then we put our own sauces on it. We take our own cheeses. We shred the cheeses. Mozzarella, provolone, romano, and parmesan. We hand shred these in, uh, in our um, shredding and grating machines because it tastes best if it's fresh, folks. And I can assure you of that. Please, anytime you want, I'll go out and I'll buy you a, a frozen pizza and you can compare. Um, by the way, those of you that know me know that if I could possibly just get away with making pizza all day, I'd do it and I'd be a happy man. Um, we also have applewood smoked bacon and uh, caramelized onion on the pizza today. There will always be at least two different kinds of pizzas daily. They will always be handmade. They will always be uh, made in batches to order. We, don't, we know we're going to feed you 400 of you at, at lunch, but we don't prepare 400 portions of something at 11 o'clock and then let it sit. What you'll see is you'll see our people running back and forth, and you'll see them making the pizzas, and you'll see them making the food in batches. We cook in batches of 30 portions each. We base that a lot on, on, our, uh, on the schedule of when you enter the dining hall, um, how many of you arrive at a certain period of time. We keep detailed counts, and our, uh, our wonderful people up front, Elsie and Trudy, that you know so well, they call back to us on a 15-minute basis and tell us how many are waiting and how many have come in the door. This is so we're not over-preparing, we're not wasting either our or your resources, and we're also preparing as fresh as possible. So when some of you arrive at 11 a.m. this morning, there will be the braised chicken with the cranberries on the line. There will be enough for about 30 to 40 people. While you're there, while you're standing in line, there's chicken roasting in the back. There's the sauce that's on simmer. All of this process is being done in a constant turn. Uh, at the Fusion Station, we've got a popular taco bar today. There will be ground beef. There will be refried beans for vegetarians that do not want beef in the tacos. There will be pico de gallo, which we make by hand with tomatoes and cilantro from the garden and onion and garlic from the garden and jalapenos and anchos from the garden. There will be shredded lettuce, sour cream, cheese, and toasted corn shells. At the grill, we'll have a griddled ham and cheese panini with a honey mustard glaze and portobello mushrooms that are stuffed with a mushroom and fresh vegetable duxelle for the vegetarians among us. We have an assorted uh, a variety of toppings and, and uh, condiments, and there's all kinds of fresh bakery. We offer three different kinds of fresh bakery every shift, every day. All of the bakery is different each day. So you might have blueberry muffins on Monday with sticky orange glazed cinnamon rolls, and you might have, uh, uh, say, a orange cinnamon uh, muffin bread, and the next day you might have apple cinnamon muffins and palmiers and um, uh, cream cheese danish. It changes every day. At lunch, we do a lot of cookies. You guys eat a lot of cookies. And we also do brownies and bars, and then at night we do uh, cakes and pies and torts and cheesecakes. And technology eludes me. Anywhere. There we go. Dinner tonight. We have brown sugar glazed pork loin. We buy the pork loin. We cut and clean the pork loin. We clean it and butcher it. We do not buy it already prepared in a bag that you cut open. We cut our own red skin potatoes. The ratatouille casserole is a slow simmered eggplant casserole with tomato sauce and fresh herbs, onions, and squash. 
uh, vegetarian. We have a spinach, ricotta, and mozzarella, and provolone lasagna tonight, a vegetarian lasagna. And then we have our pizzas, which we repeat during the day. And we have our fusion, which will be uh, tonight, oh, almond-encrusted uh, boneless chicken. We offer a pasta station at night currently. That is, is uh, prepared. Always, if there is a meat product to it, there will always be a vegan or a vegetarian product as well. And this is also done in batch, but by a cook in front of you. And by popular demand this week, we have tortellini on Wednesday. I don't know why. Jeremy doesn't like uh, tortellini on Thursday. There's something about the two T's that bother him. But we'll have tortellini cooked to order uh, on Wednesday night with our own pesto sauce, Alfredo sauce, and marinara sauce. And I can tell you from experience, it takes two cooks to get that out, and you come back around f four times per portion, and that's about 1,200 plates that night just at that station. The menu changes every week, three weeks in a row, three-week cycle, and that menu still changes uh, additionally as the, as the cycle goes on. The menu in place right now will stay with us largely the way that it is up until uh, December when we do a seasonal menu change, and then we'll do a third one in the spring. And we always base these on seasonal availability because of sustainability. This year, I am proud and I'm just, I'm just floored to say that we're going to be buying uh, a major amount of our produce from six miles away from Clay Bottom Farms. Those of you that don't know Clay Bottom Farms, it's owned by Rachel and Ben Hartman, and they were uh, uh, alumni of Goshen. Um, they're a young couple. They have a big farm with hoop houses on it, and uh, they rent out space to uh, a local hog farmer, etc. Ben this year will be able to produce for us exclusively all of the salad greens that you will be eating from November until February. We won't have to buy a single green at all from California, Salinas, New Mexico. We won't have to worry about those kind of prices. Our prices will be fixed and that means that we can, that we can uh, have savings that are passed on down. We will have excellent quality. Uh, Ben's, uh, all of Ben's produce is grown in hoop houses, which are, they offer a remarkable yield. We'll also be buying a variety of other vegetables from him and even some fruits down the line and berries and such. Um, this is a tremendous coup for us. Last year during the winter months, I don't know those of you that are aware of it, but there was a lot of drought there was a, uh, in, the, um, in the southern states and there was a lot of uh, damage to the crops. Uh, as we're seeing more and more and more now. And this is one way to combat it. Sustainability is, in my opinion, and nobody asked me, it is the only way to a sustainable, practical future. We have to get back to the basics of living within our regions and producing within our regions, simply because our society and the demands of it have gotten so big and too big for us to properly manage it and maintain it. When we can grow back, go back to the basics, growing our own foods, transmitting our foods regionally and locally, and then sharing with region after region. We're gonna get back to basics that we haven't had in this country for decades, and that we very badly need. I wanna be able to feed you folks for the rest of my career. I would like to end my career here in Goshen. And I can tell you that with these initiatives, buying locally, shopping locally, growing local businesses, 
we can really maintain a very strong standpoint, not just for you as a food provider, but also to pass jobs on down the line, to be able to, uh, to trade and barter amongst ourselves, to be able to grow a local um, business uh, stand that is not just based on food, but also on all of the other um, items and all of the other businesses that surround the food process. Uh, in the future, I would, oops, sorry about that. In the future, um, I'm hoping that we're going to start being able to bring um, uh, local chicken and local poultry to here to Goshen. There's a tremendous amount of farmland, a tremendous amount of resource in this area, and what we need to do is we need to find a way to make that resource work for us and find a way to make it so that it is applicable to our needs and to yours. Coming in September, uh, fun stuff. Um, since we've come here, we've tried to become a strong part of the community. Uh, becoming a part of the community is making ourselves available to what the community wants and needs. Um, in conjunction with Student Life, we've designed a promo, uh, promotional calendar for the year. AVI is contractually obligated each month to provide X amount of special events in the dining hall or as a standalone. And those events are sometimes thematic, sometimes they're seasonal, sometimes they're just plain a monotony breaker, a way to take you away from what's going on normally. This month, uh, we're going to have, this month, we're going to have no technology. This month, we're going to have a fall-in dinner. It'll take place on Wednesday the 14th, and we're going to have a variety of local uh, produce, local meats, cheeses, etc., in a harvest-themed fall menu. Um, a week later, we're going to have uh, a Celebrate Service Day picnic. Now, Celebrate Service Day has been a, a, a big thing for us here and for everyone here at Goshen. And there is so much donation and so much investment in the community that we decided that we would want to give something back in turn and also celebrate service day in our way. And of course, we have just so much staff and we're not really able to get out the way that some of you are to be able to donate your time and effort to the community. So in interest to you, our community, we are basically giving you a free dinner that night. There will be no meal swipes. There will be no charges. This is not a catering, but it's being treated like a big buffet. And it will take pl the place of the dinner in the dining hall that night. If the weather is nice, then we'll do it as a picnic. And if the weather is not nice, then we'll do it in the dining hall and choose an indoor picnic. And it will be a very small gesture of our gift to you. And at the end of this month, something that is near and dear to my heart, we are renaming the rot, and if we can't rename the rot, then we're going to take the rot back. <laughs> For me, the rot is outside, behind the building, inside the composting unit, which I'm very <laughs> proud of. Knowing that all of you name, call the place the rot, even Annalise in her, in her letter, um, it, sort of, it sort of gets me just a little bit because... I want you to be able to consider the place as what it's called, AVI fresh, not AVI old food or AVI rotten food. Having said that, I know that there's affection to this. It, it dates back to when Sodexo was a partner with, uh, with the Marriott Corporation, and it's a nickname, and I understand it. 
The thing is that none of you have been here long enough with the with the exception of some faculty and staff, to remember that Marriott was here. And if you did, you would remember dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets and frozen, dry-process eggs that they freeze and then cut out of a bag and drop into a steamer pan, and frozen vegetables they cut out of a bag, and macaroni and cheese that squeezes out of a tube. And that's why you called it the rod. I get it. I get it. So we are starting a balloted contest. And with all contests, that means there will be a winner, which means prizes must be given. So we will be, pre we will be presenting some prizes for the winner of the rot renaming contest and the two runners up. Now, keeping in mind, this is Goshen. We don't compete. We play with. So, everybody's going to be a winner. We're going to have a special ceremony on the end of the month. We'll rename the rot, and one of you will choose that name. We'll have ballots in the dining hall. You submit it, put your name and number on it. We will have a little ceremony. We'll have a special little dessert celebration for it, and we'll break a bottle of, of, uh, of cider into a can bill, I promise. Um, in the front of the building and uh, cut open a ribbon. And hopefully it's going to be something really nice and sweet and kind. But whatever it will be, it will be that because you came up with it. But I challenge you, come up with something that isn't synonymous with decay. <laughs> Coming up in, uh, in the fall and starting this month, um, Hispanic Heritage Hispanic Heritage Month starts on the 15th, and we'll be celebrating that by offering a special Latino-themed uh, um, meal uh, or th uh, themed dish in the dining hall every day between now and when we uh, celebrate Hispanic Heritage, Hispanic Heritage uh, Dinner on the uh, 12th of October, which is a big thing for us. At that point, everything in the dining hall will have a Latin influence. It will come from many Latin uh, countries that many of us here represent. Um, we'll have food from Venezuela, from Brazil, from Guatemala, from Mexico, Puerto Rico, all over. And it's, it's been a tremendous uh, event for us. And right now, Student Life and MAO are working to get us um, some dancers and some special music that evening as well. Moving forward, we're going to have uh, also in October the pumpkin carving contest. Again, prizes will be given. Cash prizes, real money. Um, and we will supply the pumpkins. All you guys have to do is come up with your extraordinary artistic talent. Um, in November, we'll be having a special th giving Thanksgiving back dinner. And then moving into the holidays, you can look forward to nights at the RFC, which we'll provide the food for, and snack attacks for when you guys are cramming for tests. And we'll be delivering that up to uh, Kratz Mill or Yoder. Into the new year, we'll be having an international dinner, which will be hopefully uh, helped with uh, by all of you. We'll do a ballot system again, and we'll ask for recipes and special meals and, and things that uh, you remember from your nationalities and from your background, things that we can uh, then attribute to you individually and make those dishes as part of our recipe items for each day. And then in the spring, we'll have Platinum Chef again. And this is a challenge. 
All of you marvelous student cooks out there, people that really want to show just how good you can do with peanut butter and a knife. Chef and I will again compete. Chef will choose my mystery basket. I'll choose his mystery basket. And we are looking for volunteers and students to come forward, be part of the culinary team. And of course, winners will be awarded. Last year, we had uh, three wonderful competing teams. They did an excellent job. We had a wonderful uh, celebrity panel that helped us out. And we, uh, we fed everyone in the dining room with those student groups. I would love to see all of you filter through. The chef's garden has really exploded. Anybody that eats out there can attest to that. Um, in fact, there are some plants out there that I think are thinking of taking over. If you sit too close to them and all we find are your shoes, fair warning. Um, this is what the, the garden looked like in, uh, in July. And the picture on the right is what it looks like right now. Chef, uh, Chef has been working in this garden for the past two years. His mother and he grew plants at home. Uh, and then transplanted them, and we installed uh, the garden uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, currently, we have just reaped about 60 pounds of our own tomatoes out there. We have 17 different kinds of herbs, and we have produced about 25 pounds of pesto so far just from this harvest. Um, we also have rhubarb out there. We have nine different kinds of peppers. We have uh, three different kinds of tomatoes. We have, um, there's corn, there's hyacinth beans, which are decorative, and then there are also pole beans. Um, we, have, uh, we have scallions, leeks, and shallots growing out there as well. All of that is based on the compost that you are intrinsically involved in, in saving for us. When we started out here, taking over from Sodexo, who had been with us before, Westlawn Dining Hall had an eight-yard dumpster that was picked up five days a week with garbage, packaging material, food that was thrown out, etc. There was a big trash can right where the dishes are dumped, where the compost station is now. That trash can holds 200 pounds at a time, and we are emptying that trash can four times a day, just that one can. Currently, Westlawn Dining Hall fills a six-yard dumpster twice a week. That's it. We've saved uh, the college campus about $1,800 last semester in uh, garbage pickup and trash pickup. And that's all due to the compost that you separate yourself voluntarily when you're done with your meal. And the student life and, and uh, student groups like Ecopax that come in volunteer to take it out and load the composter, turn it over and mulch it. Right now, we fill the eight-yard composter that's behind Westlawn about every 10 to 12 days. That's huge. And then we turn out another one. The college has actually had to build five units so that they can turn them out and change them out on a regular basis. Anybody that can be part of this voluntary effort to further green this process, I strongly encourage it. It's a tremendous shot in the arm. It saves money. It saves work. It saves time. And all of that compost goes on this garden, on the gardens on campus, and on the tree beds on campus. I also want to mention our oil. We currently are using 100% canola oil for frying. It's 100% trans fat free. 
which means that you don't get sicker as you eat it or as you're uh, are exposed to the fries that are cooking in it. You don't, get, uh, you don't get heavy fat deposits from it. You don't get uh, strong carbohydrates that are just soaked in oil. It's a very clean oil process. 100% of the oil used on campus goes to the student biodiesel project. We change out our fryers every third day. And then that goes to the biodiesel plant on campus. 100% of it is reclaimed. All of the particulates, anything that's left in the fryer's solids from breading or anything like that, that goes right into compost. Uh, the glycerin that is then um, cooked out in the, in the process, that goes into the composter to keep it from freezing up in the winter. And then the oil goes 100% reclaimed to be used in biodiesel here on campus. Interested? Because we want you. Because our greatest strengths are our staff. That, by the way, is Boyana Yankova, who is on Student Senate this year. Boyana's an international um, student. Boyana worked with us last year. She was one of my catering staff. She worked as a cook. And there she's competing in Platinum Chef. The young lady there behind the pastry, that's Joni Lindsay. Joni was a student here for two years. Uh, Joni dropped out this year because she's having a baby. Joni started out as a student working for us two years ago when we first opened up. Joni is, I am proud to say, the second best pizza maker in our division here. I'm the best. Don't tell Chef Jeremy. <laughs> Joni can now can work and has been able to work every station in both of the operations here at Goshen. Currently, she's working at night at the Leaf Raker and she can cook, broil, grill, uh, break down any kind of meat. She can clean a, a whole salmon. And as you can see, she does wonderful baking work. Um, Joni is one of many student success stories. We employ an average of about a dozen students a semester. Many times that'll change over from semester to semester. Or sometimes we'll have people that will stay with us if they can, if their schedule permits it. We are allowed to employ you for 14 hours a week um, so as not to conflict with your student schedules and such. And, and we're very flexible about that. Some folks will they'll crunch two seven-hour days on a Friday or, or a Saturday or Sunday. Some of them will put together three evenings during the week for four hours. Um, we are always looking for dedicated people that want to learn more. And while we're on the subject of that, Joni wanted to teach. Cooking was just barely a hobby for her and she just wanted a job. What Joni experienced was our training program. Our training program is very simple. We cross-train everybody at everything. If you're hired to become a dishwasher in our, in our company, and not here at Goshen, but in our company, if you're hired to become a dishwasher, then we put you in a dishwashing position, we teach you and train you how to work the machine and what to do within the scope of that job. And then as you become more proficient and you make more time to be able to devote and give, then we move you somewhere else. And we move you from spot to spot, giving you an opportunity to excel. There's three reasons for this. One, you never know what you're made of until you make something of yourself. You never know what your talents are until you find what they are. And we learn by doing. Two, and most importantly for me, my staff here is not just 
a staff. They're not just a team. They're my family. They're family to one another. We're a dysfunctional family sometimes, but we're still a family. We take care of one another. It's kind of like um, being on the floor of a carnival and somebody gets into a jam and they shout, hey, Rube, and everybody jumps in to help. And that's the way I want my staff to respond. And when you have a staff member who is a star quarterback at something, maybe they're a great saute person, many restaurants have people like that. That's a weak operation because they're dependent on one person. They're dependent on one person to carry them. When that person falters, they stumble. Our team is trained from spot to spot to spot so they can always jump in to help. And that's our motto, how can we help? I would love for any of you to be part of that. Yes. Great. It's always good to put limits on me. These are our managers. That's Jeremy Corson on the right. You can see his smile in his chef's jacket. And that's Ashley Earhart, our admin manager. Ashley was a student, and she has now become one of our salaried staff. And I'm very proud to have her on board. She's awesome. Um, the Leaf Rakers hours of operation are Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, and then 3 p.m. to 5, uh, 30 p.m. we're closed. And then we open up for dinner at 5.30 to 9 o'clock p.m. with Thursday dinners uh, and uh, all the way through dinner. Um, Fridays we are not open for dinner. We are open, only open for breakfast and lunch. And on the weekends we are closed. And this year, ice cream. We have eight different flavors of ice cream always. Um, those are our current flavors up there. We will always have a lemon, or a, uh, a sugar-free, dairyless, uh, fruit-sweetened sorbet. Um, and we will always have a low-fat or a fat-free and dairy-free ice cream as well. We'll have a variety of different um, toppings and cones. And we're going to be getting containers in so that you can take it back to your dorm. Upcoming this, uh, this year, we're going to be featuring Wings and Things Nights. Uh, theme specials, smoothies and shakes, and a new recyclable cup program at Leaf Raker. Um, Becky, shall I take any questions? Okay. Thank you all for your time. I really appreciate it. I hope I didn't put anybody to sleep.